Welcome back, literary slummers, to another Morph Monday. And so morph <laughs> me and smile for me. Tell me that you'll fight yerks for me. I gotta go blow up San Francisco. Because I'm committing more crimes on a jet plane. <laughs> Don't know if I'll be back again. Oh, Jake, I hate to go. I'm M. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm Anna. I'm Anna. <clears throat> I'm Anna. <laughs> this week on Shovelware, we are following that beautiful rendition of with the deception. Book number 46 in the Animorphs series. An axe POV and a direct continuation of the mm-hmm. previous book in this series. So might be worth it to go back and listen to that episode if you have not. But also, this is like very loosely continued. So whatever. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's as confusing as jumping into any of our other Animorphs True. episodes, which, you know, uh, I feel like we're we're fairly accessible in our non-Animorphs episodes. Yeah. Like, I feel like you can kind of jump in wherever with those. Animorphs, I feel like maybe you want to start at the beginning mm-hmm. anyway. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, Up so you see you in 50-ish episodes, you mm-hmm. newcomer here to the podcast. Love having you here, but we are going to send you away we'll into away. the past. A couple of years <laughs> in the past. <laughs> God, it has can't have been a couple it was just a year right we've been no because this was our summer years? reading project before we switched from hate oh, read yeah that's right oh my yeah. gosh we've been at this forever it's a long series when you only read it every other week well yeah and you include all the other spinoff books Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jeez. all right well uh what do you think of this one it was not as strong as the previous book but still agreed a lot better than the ones before that. <laughs> more or less agreed. I felt like there was a lot more action scenes in this, which I always dislike same. because I just can't, I'm not good at reading action scenes. Also I same. Don't care. It's kind of like sex scenes in that way where it's like, if it's too focused on what positions people are in, I'm just like, I, I'm not, I'm not a good mental picturer. Mm. Um, so I, I I don't like when I read. I don't have like a movie playing in my mind, so it just gets very boring for me. You know? Yeah, I yeah I get that too. I get thrown out of the action scenes really easily because like mm-hmm. I'm just like you said, I have a hard time picturing them. But I also have that problem where like I want to read as fast as the action is going. My mind and my eyes are yeah. not capable of that, so I end up like the way I read it is very like read a sentence but have to go back and read the previous paragraph and then like try and skip ahead but then have to go back so i just you know that's just that's a me problem for certain it's kind of like a a D D turns right where yes. it's like well we're gonna take an hour to get through everybody's but it was like turn a but they all happened in six yeah. seconds it's like okay <laughs> if you say so <laughs> yes um i did really appreciate that this was an axe pov i thought this was the mm-hmm. perfect set up for Axe as the outsider who's also not so much an outsider anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And I really, I couldn't see any of the other Vandalites coming to this decision that Axe did and willingly oh, sure. wanting to take that burden on. Um, so yeah, I think I think this was a very good Axe POV, the only one who could have done it, and um, added a lot of tension, maybe not a lot of 
plot, maybe not a lot of lore, but a lot of tension to uh, a building, an escalating situation here. Yeah. Rapidly escalating. I also feel like, in addition to kind of the stuff that happens towards the end of this book and how, like you say, Axe is kind of the only one who it would make sense to make that decision um, and also, like, is the most interesting to make that Mm -hmm. decision and how that will affect his relationship with the others, which I'm sure we'll get into. Um, I also feel like this is an important book to be an Axe POV because we are now getting to the story. And right now, the story, like, the, the, like, really stuff is moving. And right now, it's right after they called the Andalites and are waiting for the Andalites to show up. And, you know, like, I feel like it's important that Axe is kind of the one who is in focus at this moment yes. right as being the only Andalite on the crew yes uh, I agree I think he's kind of going through some stuff where you see he's kind of grappling with like are the Andalites the good guys are they as good as humans are mm-hmm. like who who's the ultimate good in the in the universe in the galaxy and who do, whose side do I want to be on when it all kind of shakes out so right. um this was also ghost written I didn't mention by Elise Smith who this is her particular her last book that she ghost wrote (laughs) oh oh elise smith is the one who also sometimes is elise donner oh i don't know i believe so interesting the physical copy of this she's elise oh because i think we talked about in one of her other books it was like where her name changed and she must have like gotten married or something in between them i gotcha married or divorced yeah well and she previously had written what i would consider some stinkers like she wrote the one Mm. where uh rachel has to assume leadership and is just like not very rachel and everyone goes against her and then we also get one of the marco povs with her um i think it's the one where marco like finds her randomly like he skips school and finds her in the city mm-hmm. and starts following her around, which I think that one um, we were kind of split about, but it, it was a little bit boring. So, yeah, and is- I I feel like in general, even with this one, I question, and this is this is gonna sound mean to Elise, but like I question how much of the stuff that I liked in this was due to the writing and the ghostwriting, mm-hmm. and how much of it was just like, okay, well we've got plot and we're moving. Yes, now, right? yeah, there's not a lot of like um, fluff that had to be invented yes whereas in the last one that uh ellen Giro wrote like that one i felt was like the writing was good, yes right yeah. um in addition to stuff is happening i was like yes there is stuff happening but also you were compelled the to writing but yeah whereas this one i was like i'm happy stuff is happening i could just and there skip. are interesting things coming up but yeah i was like okay yeah all right sure uh the the actual writing i wasn't as big of a fan mm-hmm. of um so yeah i don't know i don't know i i feel like like uh elise never really quite hit her stride with this yeah yeah and i mean it might just not have been her particular writing Mm -hmm. strength maybe there's a genre that she prefers or an age group that she prefers or whatever but um yeah i mean we've talked about before it's got to be hard oh yeah like and just kind of having to write what whatever um (laughs) whatever falls into your lap takes a lot of a lot of uh, talent to do to mimic also, I the think, writing to be style like, yeah yeah I just I don't know that this was the right fit I feel like maybe yeah, I don't know how they would have picked if they if there was any choice yeah in the matter. if it was just like here's who's available and I know like a lot of ghost writers 
uh, for these series will kind of bounce between a lot of these like scholastic series. So I'd be interested to kind of like see if there's maybe like a different series that she also wrote for that maybe seems like a better fit for her. But yeah, I just have never been overly into the ones that she's written. Yeah. Which it might not entirely be her fault. Who knows what the outline, like you said, Mm -hmm. who knows what those outlines look like. I yeah was a little bit shocked that the sh- had the length of this book. Like, the ebook is only ninety two pages long. I think the paperback's a little bit longer, but this feels like definitely one of, if not the shortest book in the series as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely. Um, it almost kind of seems like we've talked about, uh, you know, how this is one of the few that immediately follows the book prior. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe this was originally supposed to be one book or something like that, and then they decided to split it into two at some point in the writing-drafting process, Mm -hmm. Um, which could also maybe explain why it isn't as uh, well-written as the other one, if it was just kind of, like, thrown at her quickly. Yeah. But, yeah, it definitely definitely seems a bit shorter than some of them. Um, But I, I don't know that it was lacking anything in that uh, direction. It just is interesting again on the like production level, because I think I've joked before about like, Oh, they probably had to meet a word count and that's why this section is in here. Right. It's like, well, I guess maybe not. Um, Yeah. It was fine. The length it was. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like if they had drawn it out more, that would have been very irritating to me, but I guess we'll never know because this is what we got. Sliding doors. Yeah. Um, I also do want to mention the the <laughs> quote on the cover, which, okay, yes, this book is about Visser 2 coming to Earth to get up to some shenanigans. The cover quote is, the Animorphs have never met Visser 2, period, until now, period. Like, no. <laughs> okay. Yep. That yep. is the plot of this one. Yeah, that's, how, that's how meeting yep. works. You're yep. right. Wow. <laughs> like, I'm going to say that to every person I meet now. I have never met you until now. Until now. <laughs> oh my gosh it just it was very funny to me it's an interesting choice yes also i feel like they're like hyping visor 2 a lot with that and i'm like yeah visor 2 is in this but like who cares is visor 2 gonna continue to be a thing probably not again even the back of the book i'm looking at it now it's like there's some stuff about blah 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 world war three visor two blah 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 and then it says ax and his friends know that visor two means business and there will probably only be two ways to keep him from destroying everything they know find a way to stop the war or find a way to stop him forever which number we one they don't kill <laughs> they we know they don't kill except they do oh yeah they did squish uh, but- <laughs> one i forgot yeah <laughs> and like a lot of humans they've killed at this point and hand waved Cassie like, killed a man as a horse and Cassie killed that whole building of, of humans when they were doing the gas line thing yes we went yes up, Cassie when, killed when a lot of people and there were quite a few I think in this book and the last one where they were like oh they were knocked out <laughs> uh, wink and I was like they're dead they're Got fully it. dead like, if they're I knocked like... out for longer than like 10 seconds that that that's a serious serious injury that they're not gonna recover from <laughs> also like if you knocked them out, regardless of like, there is no, there is no coming back from certain situations when you're dealing with your yes. years. Like it's like you might have like killed or like knocked them out, but like you know that they're gonna get killed afterwards when the Yerks find out. Anyway, um, but also 
the fact that they say find a way to stop the war or find a way to stop him forever it's like no those are the same things that you're doing those aren't two different that's the same what are you what the fuck what are we we doing yeah (laughs) cover design maybe was not on its a game but and blurb yeah the cover of course as always is you know beautiful and perfect Axe morphing uh, into just some dude a pilot. pilot dude yep just Love some it. guy who looks constipated as hell. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that the uh, the cover model for Rachel did an AMA recently? Oh, yeah? I did not see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't read too much of it, but she was basically like, yeah, I was the I was Rachel. Cool. Animorph, but only on the books, not on the TV show. <laughs> Very cool. So she's still on about it. And uh, the, the artist who does the... I don't know if I brought this up on the podcast before, but the artist who does the... Uh, covers for Animorphs has an Etsy shop and he sells prints and I really really want to buy Tea time. What is this Etsy shop called? Uh, I it's one of my favorites. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, I'll find it real quick. I think his name's David Mattingly. Let me double check. That. Oh my god! But... I just hold on. I just I I typed in Animorphs cover artist Etsy, but Anna uh, Google uh-huh. auto filled for me. Animorphs cover generator. <laughs> just gonna play with this for a little while (laughs) yes good do that while i find you the uh yeah it's called animorphs art uh yeah and his name's david mattingly he's the guy who did the original animorphs uh cover and he sells signed prints of his work um for uh i think it's like 50 for megamorphs 20 for regular wow so you know so many (laughs) i'm gonna have to buy one of those and display it in my house at some point Update uh, on the Animorph cover one? generator. You have to uh-huh. have two images that have a transparent background for the generator to merge together, yeah. and I don't have time for that right now. A, <laughs> lot, a lot of work, work but... but I'm going to put a pin in that, and we'll see. <laughs> uh, right. Well, this book. Let's talk about this book, mm-hmm. The Deception. Disgrace. Yes. So this book picks a... Evil <laughs> as plain as the scar on his face. Oh. Uh, Talk about Lion King. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Might be a bold, strong, weird opinion, but love that movie almost as much as, if not more than the original. Here's what I will say for Lion King 2. It is great because it uses the meta conceit of continuing to be a Disney version of a Shakespeare play Mm -hmm. with animated animals. And for that, I love it. I'm like, yeah, way to be consistent with your shit. Yes, you yes, know? I appreciate. Whereas, that like, a lot of their other adaptations are like, we finished the thing that is the it is the adaptation <laughs> of, and now we are coming up with something whole cloth. And so this is mediocre at it best. Is not good. Although I will say, Cinderella three twist in time also fairly. I good, have heard uh, that one sequel. is very good. Mm-hmm. Feminist, yeah. Cinderella movie. Yeah, yeah. Certainly better than the live action Cinderella. Anyway, this is not, not a the brandy podcast. one. The brandy one was good. Podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm talking about the one the with the blonde Cinderella girl with uh yes, Lee, Lily, Lily something. Um, oh no, I can't remember. I just remember everybody was like in an uproar about her corset because it was so tiny that waist. It kind of like in Les Mis, uh, the one that loves Marius but doesn't end up with him. Her- uh, Ebenine. Yes, her corset waist was also very tiny, I felt, in the movie. But 
I mean, corsets are supposed to make your waist yeah, tiny. Yeah, that's so. what they do. What are we... I don't know. What are we complaining about? <laughs> this is the this is the beauty standard ideal that was craved, and then we were given it, and everyone said nope. Nope. Actually, that's weird. So this book, um, Axe does not wear a corset, unfortunately. <laughs> but this does pick up right after the previous one. The Bandalites have phoned in to talk to the Andalites and say, hey. Mm. We're here on Earth. We need you to come help us. The other thing that you guys are going to go interfere with, that's a trap. The Vissers have set that up to when if you get there, they're going to blow you all up. So please just come to Earth. And the Andalites are like, we can't trust you. We don't this, know you. I mean, we know you. This could be a double trap. You. Yeah, yeah. Who are we to believe? So results inconclusive. Don't know if Andalites are coming because they're like, we must discuss. And then they and hang up. Axe does weigh in, and he's like, what up? I'm an Andalite. Trust me. I'm Elfangor's little brother. Yeah, and they're kind of like, eh, mixed feelings about you, bud. Yeah. You did that thing where you took the blame for giving humans Andalite power. You broke Ciro's kindness or whatever. So, uh, don't know if we believe you. So. Question mark there as to what, if this war ends by the end of the series. Yeah. What's Maybe for- the last book is the beginning of the Andalites coming. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Mm. They go back to Axis Scoop. Um, so they are they have a translation chip that they've kind of like jerry rigged together to be able to understand the Yerk messages that they're intercepting. Mm-hmm. But Axe only has like a little Apple laptop, um, <laughs> a neon green one. And he cannot he does not have enough computing power to run the translation chip at 100 percent efficiency so marco's like let's just hack into the nsa real quick and use their big old brain computers and uh they do i think (laughs) that that is one of the biggest missteps of apple to not keep the colorful tech i'm just gonna go on record saying that i agree i love this i love Remember when, like, everything was that transparent plastic mm-hmm. bright colors and you could see all the wires? Yes. and you That was peak design. Different colors? Yes. Why did we go to fewer colors? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't... I'm not here for, like, the sleek, modern, soulless look. Mm-hmm. I want bright colors so I can show you how big of an individual I am. Right. I want you to know that I have the blue laptop because I like blue. And that says a lot mm-hmm. about me. Yes. I would actually take yes. green, though. I think that was just an one. example. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would have green. Don't lie. <laughs> I would have the orange just to show everyone how big of a quirky girl I am. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Orange. Wow. Anyway. Or would I have the pink just so I'd be like kawaii? I mean, I would think you would have the pink, but. I do, too. I know. Yeah. We both lied, didn't we? You said blue. I said orange. Yeah. We we're all liars. Know. I don't know. What does it say about us that we, we're willing to talk about, like, I've, like, <laughs> talked about my depression on this, but I'm, like, not willing to admit that my favorite color is green. Like, what? <laughs> Let's just say Excuse? here and now, M's favorite color is green. Mm-hmm. My favorite color is pink. Mm-hmm. Now you right. know. Now you know. Add that to to the Wikipedia. I know you guys. The wiki, the shovelware wiki, you are surely putting together. <laughs> Waiting for it. Any day. Any day Any now. Any day now one of you will tweet us that link. Um, <laughs> they, they hack into the NSA because, of course. Um, and they use this new computing power to translate what the Yorks are saying. They find out. 
Visor 2 is coming to Earth to initiate Operation 9466. And they also confirm that Visor 3 has been promoted to Visor 1. We'll continue to call him Visor 3 so that it is less confusing for me. <laughs> I'm going to call him Visor 3 minus 2. Okay, I like that. <laughs> Visor numero uno. <laughs> Just to differentiate from the fact we've already had a Visser 1. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little confusing. Yeah. Visser I. Visser capital I. We could start calling him by his uh, uh, actual name, which is Esplan 9466. Yes. Yeah, I get it. Uh, guys, Operation 9466, Esplan 9466. They named it after him. How sweet. It after him. Yeah, that would be like someone being like, hey, this is Operation M. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cool. I feel like maybe that, like Operation Eisenhower, I feel like that would be a thing, right? Mm. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Not a military nerd like Jake, okay? I know. Can we talk about how both Jake and Marco suddenly are like, I know everything about planes and military. This and has like, never been a characterized trait. Like, they don't, all they care about is basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but now all of a sudden they're like, I know exactly which type of, of jet plane we're getting on. And I know I how it. many of each plane. I know the layouts of these things could give you precise directions on how to get from one deck to another. Truly, I do not understand why at this point in the series, we do not have fucking Marco's dad get a little earpiece together so yeah. they can talk to the chi and yep. the chi can just be like oh those guys in the yellow they're this thing you know yeah so exactly. that we don't have to have this like yeah i guess these kids are huge jet plane nerds i guess these kids just love learning about <laughs> they love aircraft carriers man the uss just, yeah. george washington you know how 15-year-olds, except not really because they would have been 13 when they got had time to get into this stuff uh, because they've been fighting a war for two years or whatever. But you know how 13-year-olds just love aircraft carriers, right? And Jake is like, oh, I didn't I didn't expect to have to just rattle this off off the top of my dome. But uh, here's all the facts exactly 100% accurate. <laughs> I am a robot. Oh, weird. Weird shit. I think Marco's dad should have just invented smartphones like... Yeah. Whatever, like 15 years before. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, like, there there are spy movies at this time and predating this time where communication devices exist. Like, 100%. The cheat could have invented that for sure. This is not this is not unheard of in fiction. Nobody would have been like, uh-uh-uh, Applegate, if she was just like, Marco's dad made some shit. With as much as, like, now. Axe on. talk shit about, like, how basic yeah. Earth technology is, like, Axe could have invented here is my smartphone. Said we gotta sit through military Marco and and Jake. Ugh, that was like the grossest version of those two. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, they're they're listening. They're listening to this this Yerk chatter. They get a set of coordinates and times that lead them to the middle of the ocean and something happening there in like seven hours. They don't have any morphs that will get them there fast enough. So they're like. We have to morph humans in order to get shit done. And here comes Cassie. No, we cannot. Our values. Our values. <laughs> Everyone's like, Cassie, now is not the time. This is it. This is the end of the series. We have to take on human morphs in order to save the human race. I'm sorry. 
I mean, okay. I have never understood the one-to-one of like morphing a human is as bad as a yerk enslaving a human. Yes, 100% agree with that. But <laughs> I, I just want to take Cassie's side here because I'm the Cassie Of course you would. <laughs> Listen, I agree that that is a wild position for them to have come up with earlier in the series, but it is the position that they came up with. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is important for them to recognize that and say that. And obviously Cassie is the one to do that. Cause I think it would be inconsistent if at this point in the series, they were like, like this is already, this has already been a thing. We've already had this discussion. I'm not saying that that original discussion was good, but at yeah. this point, if they were just like, well, fuck our values, we're just going to morph humans. And everybody was just like, yep. Okay. That would also be bad. Right. Like mm-hmm. that would be bad writing. Okay. Um, and I think that this book even, goes into that and it does not work for me when there's a couple times where they're like yes humans will change their mind on their values based yeah, on the, oh my the situation they acts are like in. philosophizing about how humans have free will or whatever which again i think this is some meta bullshit because i think what this really means is humans will change their values based on which ghostwriter is writing at the moment because they can't keep straight what every animorph believes about every single thing. That would be very hard to do. I agree. So, you know, it's convenient to have someone come in and be like, be like, it's not character inconsistency. It's humanity. It's funny how in one book, I mean, situation, Marco will argue against this, but then in the next book, situation, he will be in favor. Exactly. So, I mean, like, I appreciate that in this one instance, they at least were somewhat consistent with at least acknowledging. And Cassie did turn very quickly. Like, she was like, yes, this is bad. We shouldn't do it. And Jake was like, Jake, of everybody I know, you are the one I would believe would never abuse this power. All right. Well, when you say it like that. (laughs) That's how she said it in my mind as I read it. (laughs) Canon. I just I get so annoyed by this I get so annoyed by this argument every time it pops up like we we can't morph humans I really need a breakdown I want canon what it means like how much of that original person is a morph you know like like how much of the original buffalo Mm-hmm. is Cassie when she turns into that same exact buffalo is she is she creating clones like we've discussed this before are you creating yeah. a clone are they sharing a conscience consciousness like why why is it okay to do this with animals but then draw the lines at humans if it's like you're not really enslaving that human you're just like wearing their skin for a little bit you know <laughs> like I think that this essentially comes down to the same arguments against cannibalism okay Um, because i would point out that andalites also do not morph other andalites as far as we know right correct so i think it is kind of a thing of like yes we understand that there is that 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 to use other animals for our gain is okay but once they reach a certain level of like familiarity perhaps or a certain level of like consciousness or like understanding that something about it becomes taboo right Mm. um it's like it's just polite (laughs) yeah it's just polite to not eat your neighbors Mm. so like 
I don't. Now I feel like what I'm arguing for is pro cannibalism. Yeah, I think M wants to eat people. <laughs> here's <laughs> here's how I see it, though. You are you, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying you, but I'm not talking to you because I know you're on the same side. Like no, you I'm have to. Insulted. You have to say we're the underdogs in this mm-hmm. fight. We have to right. use all of the resources we have available to us. If that includes becoming the acquiring the DNA of known Yerks or controllers or acquiring the DNA of people in higher power so we can sneak into XYZ or or steal military jets or whatever it is we need to do, like just fucking do it. You're a bunch well, of kids and sometimes you need to be an adult to get things done. <laughs> <laughs> That Imagine how like nice it would be for on each other's shoulders. <laughs> if Marco needed to go out in public to just morph into another mm-hmm. person, like he has morphs of people already. Just become that person. Go get your Doritos at the 7-Eleven and then go back and hide out at the cheese again. Like I okay, I I agree from a utilitarian standpoint. It makes sense to become other yeah. people. I think that there are arguments to be made made from a moral standpoint, and that is what the whole uh, book series is about, is like, what what do our morals mean in the face of war and conflict, right? At what point do we have to drop them for the greater good? And I think this is the point that they drop that particular moral, and whether they should have had that moral in the first place or not, whatever. But, like, I think that is kind of the, the plot reason for okay we haven't done it up till now and now we're doing it as kind of like a this is a, a line in the sand that we drew but it turns out those lines are able to be washed away fairly quickly mm-hmm. um i would also argue that especially when they were gorillas not g-o-r-i-l-l-a like marco g-e-u-r-i-l-l-a but, you know, the, the warfare type um, i hope i spelled that right how embarrassing it's g-u-e is that what you god said? damn it i oh. said g-e-u gorilla <laughs> Um, I think that there is also a tactical point to not picking up human morphs and relying on that, Mm -hmm. that if they aren't going to kill that human, it's pretty inconvenient to try to keep track of a human and then become that human. And that can really fuck your shit up. Right. Like, that's not Mm -hmm. a good people are not going to notice if there's two dolphins that look exactly alike. They are going to notice if there's two Mr. Smiths. Right. Like, that's what if there was seven Chapmans, though, all doing various (laughs) shenanigans I mean, what if Chapman Jake Chronicles. took Tom and just hung out as Tom for a while and got got information since the cheese seemed to suck at that or or took Tom, turned into Tom. The rest of them kidnapped Tom, de-yerked him. Also would be a good move. But also something they have done before with Axe and you Jake. Know, I just feel like I'm OK with. I like I, I personally, if I was in this situation, I think I would have been like, yeah, let's fucking morph humans. Who gives a yeah, shit? Yeah, let's just be humans. But I think that I, I, from a narrative standpoint, I get why it was like, okay, they had yeah. this thing and now they're dropping this thing. Yes, right? yes, yeah. I, I, I think, and of course, Cassie has to be the one to, of course, because she's Miss Moral. She was so bad in this book too. With it, like at one point, Axe knocks out a guy, and she goes, "Axe, is he okay?" And he's like, "Yes, Cassie, I just knocked him out in the middle of a fight." Like, <laughs> he's just like, "Fuck off, Cassie." So many people. <laughs> she was just like on everybody this whole book. I think what it boils down to for me is that I just I like adult fiction. Where are there shades of where yep. there are shades of gray? <laughs> this yep, is a yep, middle yep, grade yep. series. It's gonna be. It's gonna yeah, land in a slightly more benevolent 
lawful good way than I prefer yeah. in my fiction. There's there is the fact <laughs> that we are consuming a series that we are not the intended audience for. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. We do not want all children to end up like me. <laughs> Always wanting the villains not- to win. Not like you for a few more years. Let them be children yet. Yes. <laughs> oh, so they become human. Well, okay. Mark or Axe and Rachel human become humans. Again. To be human again. They they morph into two human pilots, and everyone else becomes fleas and hangs out on their bodies. And they still they steal a military jet to fly out to the middle of the ocean, and it goes like. Mach one plus speeds. These children are flattened in this in this airplane. They cannot move. Of course, they are chased by the military when they steal a military jet. But then, of course, they are able to get away, basically scot free, and make it to the ship. I didn't follow. I think they like were chased, and then they went too fast to be chased, yeah. and then they were spotted again, and then they just crashed the jet and swam away from it. <laughs> and everyone was like guess that's the end of that jet we're not gonna investigate this might be because we're not military nerds but i believe that since this was a plane on a test run maybe it goes faster than the other planes Mm -hmm. that's the thing my theory but Um, like no one went to go look like well they did because the the aircraft carrier was like what the fuck we have to deal with this now someone someone does mention that it's been discovered by the aircraft carrier okay i skipped over so. that part because i just was i remember they were all like concerned that the admiral was coming aboard and then everything mm-hmm. like they just forgot about the military jet yeah at some point someone's like oh it's not every day that a the air force drops a yeah jet. they make a fucking joke about it and then yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. moving so, I mean, on like, <laughs> It's, it's there. It's happening. <laughs> Someone else is, is vacuuming those pieces up from the ocean, presumably. <laughs> or those those Atlantis people were like, yes, a boon. <laughs> God, I forgot about them. <laughs> they're going to take it down with them and they're going to go Mach 1. What if that's how they, they that's how they come the back. end? Yep, yep. <laughs> Their whole city of Atlantis raises up from the depths. It is made of all of these like skeletons of ships throughout the ages and it's rotting and covered in barnacles and seaweed and shit and everyone's like that is so gross so what is that but the andalite andalites are like oh, yeah. yo <laughs> i know we had beef in the past but let's all work together yeah we gave you that airplane so like <laughs> it was intentional it was a gift <laughs> totally <laughs> Uh, so these coordinates, yes, they lead them to the USS George Washington, which is a huge aircraft carrier ship thing. And Jake and Marco spit out a ton of random facts about the ship. And um, then they notice that there seem to be a lot of preparations going on because an important admiral is coming aboard. And, like, assistant vice principal Ch- Chapman's there, which, okay. Why? Why was that? Why is he was, there? Who said okay? It wasn't good for the, like, it added nothing to the narrative. It was, it was like. He was just the he was just the beacon to be like this or two this away. Yeah, like it could have just been any fucking year. Like, why did it have to be Chapman? I didn't understand. That added nothing. <laughs> it could have been. It could have been literally anyone. It could have been Visser three minus two. You know who it should have been. You know who it would have actually been good if they did, because it would have been relevant to the plot and things. It was oh. fucking Nora. Like if Nora was the one yeah. who showed up and it was like a reminder to Marco yes. that he fucked up and his stepmom was a yerk now. Like. Mm-hmm. 
But we know Chapman's a yerk. This isn't any, this isn't like. He's just like this pest that keeps yeah. getting involved in their lives. Like we thought he was going to be some big villain at the beginning of the series. But then I guess like the kids grew up and now they go to high school. So they don't ever run into Chapman anymore. Right, right. So he's just like this guy now. And like they don't <laughs> interact with his daughter or anything in any way. That would Oh be yeah. Melissa. Like who? Yeah. Melissa who? <laughs> I haven't seen her since book two. Like who gives a shit? <laughs> Literally book number two. And Rachel was like, wow, her home life must suck. I'm going to go hang out with my <laughs> other friends. <laughs> Never worry about this again or help her in any way. She I've known her my whole life, but like, <laughs> fuck her. <laughs> I got animals to morph, baby. I gotta be a bear. I don't do gymnastics <laughs> anymore. Unless it's the gymnastics of kicking ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So the band alliance like, bingo, that's our boy, let's fucking go. They morph into seagulls and they fly onto the ship where they are chased around until they can get into a secluded room, the laundry room, just one other guy in there. Everyone's like, oh, these, these seagulls, these pesky seagulls, we gotta stop. Oh, we got to know it. Like we know at the end of this book, we know that a lot of them have already been yerked, but like no one was like, it's probably the Andalites. <laughs> they were just like, damn seagulls. Of course, if one of them had said, it's probably the Andalite, someone else would have been like, I'm sorry, the what? Yeah, I, what did you just say? <laughs> Though, the reaction the U.S. Navy had to <laughs> they yeah. were suddenly being aliens was very, probably they would have been like, cool, okay. <laughs> I feel like what should, okay, again, I'm just writing a better book series here, but I feel like what should have <laughs> happened with all of this. Let's write the adult version of Animorphs. Adult Animorphs. Um, I feel like what really, because we find out, I mean, I'm jumping the fuck ahead and it's I'm fine. so sorry. This book, it's it's all just action sequence after action sequence. Yes. So. The the big big bad plot to, you know, for Visser 3 minus 2 to take over the world is that he is going to start World War Three so that the humans call each other off a bit and then he's just going to take over the rest which yes whatever seems like not the thing he said he was going to do but okay uh why we don't need the, to do this but okay why would he go with this i guess maybe because he doesn't know the andalites are necessarily coming right this second but yeah I they're like hoping their plan works to hold them off so much easier to sow chaos by just showing up in his Andalite form and being like, I'm an alien and also I'm evil. Watch out for me, an Andalite, right? Yes, yes. Like, why didn't he do that? And then everybody would be like, what? And then he could like morph human and be like, I could be anybody. And then there could be like shenanigans of getting people to fight each other and whatever. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. no, they go with this like bizarre, like make the US and China fight and then there will be <laughs> fewer people, which like, yes, wars do have an impact on a nuclear war especially would be yeah. very bad but like you guys have more powerful weapons why yeah, are so you just bothering with them. this yeah why are you bothering he's with just this? playing just... games he's getting cocky in that typical viscer three minus two way of being <laughs> I mean, like my... i'm gonna i'm the biggest baddest guy in this room i'm gonna show you how little i care and my then position, it's all gonna blow up my position should not be Hey, the baddie should have just done a genocide, but the baddie should have just done a genocide. Like, mm-hmm, what? Are, mm-hmm. Why are we fucking around with this? Like, what? Yes. You have taxons. Just have them eat everyone. What are we doing? Like- and also, if the goal is to, like, have as many able bodies as you can, why are you killing off so many of them? Just, like, subjugate them another way. 
I mean, like, they, they make some point that, like, one billion will be enough for them or something, but I'm but like... But you could have six. You could have six. That seems wild that you're, like, just deciding that. I don't know. It just... If we have a number that we know... I don't know. I it's... Maybe they just don't want the world to be united against that. Maybe they just, like... Because I think acts as a lot of, like, oh, once humans are together, the greatest power is hope. But, like... Sure, maybe okay, maybe yes. this or three minus two was also like if all the humans get together they'll invent a new way to defeat me <laughs> i don't know gotta keep which is why i think it would make more sense to keep them distracted with fear of the andalites rather yeah. rather than start some shit that true you can't control once it pops off right mm-hmm. like it's like okay so you started world war three and now what because a nuclear jumping... war would kill more than a billion or more than five billion people right also it would kill, like I don't know. I don't know. I feel I like if, if the world of the Fallout games is anything to go yeah. by. <laughs> but also, I would make the point, okay, this or three minus two is like, let's start shit with China to get uh-huh. a war popping off. Hey, you know which city which has all of your fucking yurks in it is fucking close to China compared to other cities? Fucking San Francisco, which is where you fucking are, and we know it. Don't lie to me. So, like, the thing that ends up being the thing that saves them of, like, oh, you know, we'll get there. But, like, he, this could go so bad for you. You start a war with China, and then they just fucking nuke California. What are you going to do? You're dead now. Like, Yeah, that's one of the major cities in the United States. Like, you should have set up base in, like, Idaho, man. I don't know. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> the vandalites knock out this guy in the laundry room and they demorph and remorph axe becomes the pilot from earlier just wearing a new set of clothes so he fits on the ship and everyone else turns into cockroaches and hides in his pockets <laughs> yay Gross. cute pocket pals <laughs> i got a pocket got a pocket full of roaches <laughs> oh Oh, <laughs> don't like it. They head to the hangar deck and they find Admiral Carrington with Visser 2 in his brain. And Chapman. <laughs> chilling. Who's hanging there? Out. Yep. Hey. They're attempting to get the captain of the ship, Captain Plummer, into a private room, presumably for yerking purposes, but I don't know. Maybe more. <laughs> Axe purposefully stumbles into the captain and he slips two of the cockroach morphs into the captain's pocket in hopes that they'll be able to do something, but they don't. <laughs> Everyone's coming up with bad plans today, okay? Yeah. This is real like OG animorphs. Like we just, we just are, we got no plan, but we knew we had to go in. Let's Real just, Rachel vibes all over the place. Let's just put cockroaches everywhere and see what happens. Just, just yeah, everyone cockroach. It always works. Always. Uh, the Yerks have brought a portable Yerk pool onto the ship, and uh, they are attempting to Yerk the captain. And they've already got like most of the probably the higher level officers and stuff, but they're just gonna kind of like mop up a little bit. Um, Everyone morphs into the battle morphs to try and fight Visser 2 and save the captain. Then someone starts shooting. All hell breaks loose on the ship. They realize they're too late to save the captain, so they run away. Everyone splits up. Axe and Cassie decide that they're going to head to the combat information center. And lo and behold, Visser 2 is in there with the captain as well as Chapman. (laughs) 
hanging out, vice principal, hanging out. The plan is revealed <laughs> that M has said, Visser 2 has orchestrated it to look like a Chinese vessel has randomly fired on a U.S. ship in a few hours. They already have plans in place for a U.S. submarine to fire on a Chinese ship in retaliation, and thus World War III will be started and will pave the way for a year invasion. Okay, so also another question, right? Mm-hmm. So the ship that the Chinese, pseudo-Chinese, are firing on is the ship that they are on, correct? Yes, the USS yes. George Washington. So the submarine that fires back is not the ship that they are on, correct? Yes, it's a secret. Visser 2 is like, I'm not going to tell you which one okay. it is. So why did they need to go to this ship? Just to get, <laughs> just to get that one captain. I don't what know. Was he, what was he going to do? Like, I don't understand. I don't, I don't know if it was like he had to be there as like a witness to it. I don't know, man. They already have so many other But they already have so boat. many witnesses. They already have yeah. so many other years. Why did why the did smart plan have... would have been to be far away? Yes, I don't understand. Why like, Hide. We gotta go see. We gotta you know, go see yeah. that the the explosive we're sending hits the boat. Yeah, and that I guess like was it just to, so they could be like, oh, it's China, but like, what? Yeah, why doesn't he just watch this from his invisible alien spaceship? Yeah, <laughs> why did he have to be here on this boat? On this boat to fire back. That's a different boat. Why Why was any of this necessary? You could have heard the captain like a week ago, had him in place already. Right. Or just trusted that like, like okay, you're, the captain is not the one making calls about starting world wars. That is right. coming from somewhere else. So they're basically just waiting around for a phone call, unless the admiral is the one that was going to make that call. And he's like, well, I'm just going to be there so I can make it faster. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Don't look at this one too closely because it doesn't make sense. It just falls apart. Yes. Um, Jake, Jake's like, we need to take Visser 2 hostage so that he can call off the second missile strike. So Axe, do that by any means possible. Axe decides to shoot Visser 2 in the leg. At this point, no one knows that he is an Andalite. So it just looks like some random Navy officer walked into the room, got a little trigger happy, shot this admiral in the leg, and then they let him walk away. Well, they let he covers this... it. Huh? He covers it. He covers he the fact that... that... Yes, he shoots him in the leg and then looks to the guy next to him and goes, that guy did it. Did he really? Yes. Oh, my God, Axe. <laughs> he... He's, that is some pro level shit. <laughs> He's like, sucks for that guy, but I did what I had to do. Oh my god! I <laughs> let me see. I'm gonna go back to this. I was gonna be real mad that they just no. let this guy walk away. Axe fully uh, like gets this other dude arrested and probably court martialed. Probably. Like, well, then all hell breaks loose. So yeah, so he's probably dead anyway. So yes. Whatever. Oh my god, I'm in the I'm in the last book. No wonder I can't fucking find it. To be fair, there was also a jet in that one, so I did think I was in the yeah. right book. <laughs> okay, grabbed his gun, twisted him around, and shot Admiral Carrington in the leg. It was only a flesh wound, but it served my purpose. I punched the stunned Marine, pretending to wrestle with him for the gun. Okay, this man shot the Admiral, I cried. Silently, I apologized to the man I was accusing. When one is in human morph, it is hard to remember that the human's pain is not your pain. It is hard to remain separate. Pandemonium. <laughs> the next yeah, line. So Axe fully, fully. Uh... Axe, wow. Axe MVP for certain. <laughs> that wily Andalite. Um, 
so okay so he doesn't just he doesn't get to just walk away after being uh after just shooting this guy but he does he does get to just walk away from the situation um he is able to grab Visser too who is on his way to the hospital ward he's just like yoink mine now axe acquires the dna of the admiral and um kind of like stashes Visser two away i guess tells the captain to recall the planes they had sent off some planes to investigate or shoot people or something. I, I think know. originally, like, and this might be why they were on the boat, but it also doesn't make sense because of the backup submarine. Yeah. But originally, the like, the plan A was, like, have the aircraft fire back with okay. the planes, I think. But then it's like, okay, but then why did you set up the submarine anyway? Like, just have the submarine Just have the submarine it. B plan A. That's the better plan. The um, better, less ridiculous <laughs> plan. Come on. The captain calls the planes back. Whatever. Uh, they have Visser 2. Axe is like, undo all this. And Visser 2 is like, no. Control <laughs> Z. Control Z. <laughs> Whether or not you kill me, this plane is in motion. Can only be stopped by me saying so. So, like, I don't... I don't. You're not giving me any incentive to tell them to stop. <laughs> so, sorry. Um, as this conversation is going on, then a bunch of bug fighters show up and start shooting at the ship. Which... Why? Why? Why did they... <gasps> There was no way that they could have signaled to the to the Yerks like, "Hey, we need we need space backup." <laughs> I mean, maybe they had a communicator. Maybe they went to Radio Shack on like Marco's dad and just yeah. figured something out. Um, <laughs> they made a Z space device as well. I just, I guess. Okay, I think maybe here is here is maybe maybe I skipped stuff in my reading of this. Maybe I'm just doing the work that the author didn't i don't know uh-huh, uh-huh. um as we are wont to do but maybe it was like okay so we're going to have this maybe they needed this aircraft carrier to like fully sink to sell okay. this as like okay now world war three because you sank and killed this aircraft carrier and the people aboard it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we're just gonna have the bug fighters do that but why would you not just keep if you have why wouldn't missiles, you send the bug fighters then to just shoot the Chinese? Ships? Because I'm pretty sure also that the the initial shot did not actually come from an actual Chinese ship, because yeah. they're like yeah it's just like they did it's just it. a missile whatever it's just like a missile and they're like they'll pin it on the Chinese it's fine, mm-hmm. um, so just missile them more. Why are you getting the aliens up close and personal at all? I don't understand. It was a huge blunder on the Yerks part. I just feel. like it was like they had this whole like they had this whole plan that was like we're gonna start world war three and then at some point someone was like won't that kill all of the humans and they're like fuck no okay, okay we're just we'll gonna contain we're it we're just gonna kill them ourselves i don't know what are we doing <laughs> this or one minus or one plus two got bored uh and told us to come down here and just shoot i don't know Ugh. Uh, exhausting the the bug fighters Attack allows Visser 2 to escape in the confusion. Everyone's fighting really hard. The The Navy personnel that haven't been yerked have very quickly accepted that, one, aliens. there are aliens. Two, there are two different types of aliens, good guys and bad guys. And three, that the yerks are the bad guys, so the Bandalites must be the good guys. Which acts as like, well, maybe, like, yeah, they saw a grizzly bear and a gorilla fighting, and they were like, I trust those earth animals more <laughs> than I trust Whatever the that hork and taxons and shit <laughs> makes sense. I mean, I guess <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they fight alongside Axe and the other large animals, and the fighting is very bad. 
um, ultimately Axe realizes that they aren't going to win this battle, but they also need to get Visser 2 to call off the missile strike. And the only way to do that is to threaten the Yerk pool, therefore threatening the lives of thousands of humans and human controllers. And Jake is like, no, Axe, you cannot do anything to end that much human life. And Axe is like, this is the way. And he knocks Jake unconscious with his tail and also distracts Cassie by telling her Jake is passed out somewhere. I'm like, good, Axe, you got the two biggest problems out of the way very quickly and efficiently. Amazing. Um, he enlists the help of the other Bandalites, who kind of see that this is a necessary action. But I think especially Rachel is like, Axe, if you follow through with this, it will destroy you. It will tear you up. And he's like, mm, I can't help that. I, as the alien in the situation, have to take on this burden for the humans that cannot do it. Just like, oh, Axe, that's sweet. With, it's sweet that you're doing a war sweet crime. That you, yes, I love that for you. <laughs> With the help of Tobias, Rachel, and Marco, Axe is able to get himself and Visser 2 on a jet equipped with a nuclear warhead. So Axe is like, Tobias, I need Visser 2. Marco and Rachel, you guys go get me a jet. And they're like, gotcha. And they do that instantly. And I'm like, how? <laughs> this is Turns out, didn't need Jake to be the leader, did yep, we? <laughs> yep, it was actually Axe the whole time. Um Axe drives straight to the Yerk pool and tells Visser 2 that he will blow everything up with this nuclear warhead if Visser 2 does not call off the airstrike. And to and. be clear, this is the Yerk pool and also the city around it. Because yes, yeah, the whole city. They make mention, like, Axe is like, I will be killing, like, basically everybody my friends know. Yes. Um, so this is a nuclear just, warhead. It will also is, kill the Free Hork Bajir, probably. Yes, it is bad news bears and... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't... You know, it's the Andalite way. Just kill everyone off all at once. Just deal with the, deal with the consequences later, I guess. Yes. Or not. Yeah. Rewrite history after you've won the war. It's fine. <laughs> um, thankfully, Visser 2 believes Axe and his threats and is like, okay, fine, you win. Axe doesn't have to murder a bunch of innocent humans. Wonderful. And the book ends with Visser 2 asking Axe, would you really have gone through with this? And Axe is unable to answer. And that is the end of the book. Yikes. Y'all. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't think the next book in the series is a like direct continuation. I think there is some time has passed. It would be wild if it was since it's like after. I want to know like, how they got off the, the, uh, the USS George Washington that was like eh. on fire and being attacked by bug fighters. But that'll all probably be off page. Maybe Axe flies back with Visser 2 in his airplane. I don't know. I don't know. Um, cool. So, most valuable morph. Axe. I mean, it feels obvious to give it to Axe, but Axe. Axe did the most morphing. Yeah. I mean, wow. it would have to be either him or Rachel, because Rachel was, like, at you know, doing some of the morphs alongside of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, after, you know, a certain point, it just became Axe. Yes. Axe was able to make the tough calls there. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jake is supposed like to, Jake as a leader, make the tough to calls. <laughs> and is unable to do consistently time after time. But that's fine. Uh, oh, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> a morbid moment. <laughs> um, I'm going to say... Again, this creepy meta text thing that oh is yeah, I forgot to mention again. the meta. I did have this one in this ebook. Uh, yes, in about the middle of the book, about halfway through, um, when I think he's pretending to be the admiral, maybe he's he's morphed him or something. Because mm-hmm. there's also a whole thing where like 
they get the yerk out of the captain and the captain's dying. I don't know. There's yes. a lot of morbid shit. It, in this. Th- this was this was right after um Axe morphed into the Admiral and was like, recall yes. the planes. Yeah. Um right after that, it again has this like weird text that is a different font and mm-hmm. separate from the rest of the text. And it says and everything is going as planned. Soon you will all be ours. The and fuck? I just I was not prepared for this weird like me either this book is talking to me now bullshit like what is happening i don't like it i hope this gets fully explained yeah in a cool way because it could be very cool if they play this right but it might just be like they're just i don't know i this could go either way if it's just trying too hard or it could end up being cool but right yeah. now when i read it i was like ew stop that i don't it's, like it it's talking to me and it's terrifying <laughs> yeah don't love it i don't want to be a yerk don't love it, but I do love it. Like, I, it's like scary movie sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, yes. Perfect. Love it. But I don't also like scary ooh, movies at all. I love scary. I'm sorry. Movies. <laughs> uh, mine was like this whole the whole fight after the aliens reveal themselves to be aliens and like the Navy starts fighting back. It's just we get a lot of we get a lot of human death on the page. We get a lot of like uh, a lot of description of the normal humans like teaming up with the bandalites and like mm-hmm. fighting together and, uh, and marco's like i'm gonna teach these guys how to punch and rachel's like i'm a grizzly bear ah. um and then they all just are just massacred and i feel like it's been a long time since we've had such a high stakes book that it just uh-huh. really hit different you know yeah it's also like again kind of reaffirming this point of like they keep saying, like, oh, we're just six kids against these Yerks, and what can we do? And it's kind of like, oh, well, maybe it'll solve itself once you get some yeah, adults in Well, if you're the it. six chosen ones. Then. Right. Well, and I, it's kind of like, oh, okay. Well, once there have been all these barriers to people knowing what the situation is, mm-hmm. and a lot of the times it kind of seems like, okay, but once people know what, if we could get the word out, if people knew, then everything would be okay. We would be able mm-hmm. to, like, fight, right? And then this one's kind of like, haha, just kidding. They can know about the problem and still fucking die because they don't have the abilities that you guys have. And yes. we have been saying, like, alien tech is better than human tech for, and, oh, it turns out it is. Like, it is, yeah. <laughs> it is immensely. <laughs> Yeah, so this is just kind of it's very empire strikes back vibes mm-hmm. like this is a Things downer of a book. bad for the rebel alliance mm-hmm. yeah but then hopefully we end up winning question we'll mark see. we'll see we'll see um speaking of things we'll see series theories more of those creepy text boxes probably more of those creepy text boxes i think that's gonna keep happening mm-hmm. um I also feel like this is again laying the groundwork. I think I've said before for like Axe is going to have to make a have to make a choice at the end of this series of whether yeah. he wants to be human or Andalite. And I mm-hmm. feel like there is kind of some uh, stuff in here that kind of points to he's gonna, he's gonna lean the human. Humans. Yeah, especially like where he was like he compares him having like his morph body that's like the four DNAs combined with yeah. being like a single human or whatever and how there's kind of like differences. I don't know. I Maybe just, he'll I just... pull an Elfangor and just stay human after the fighting. Here is what I think would be fucking fantastic, but I don't think this book will do. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think this is going to happen, but if I was writing this series, this is how I would resolve a couple things. Tom dies and uh, Axe takes his place. Oh. Right? Oh my! Right, like the cousin that was <laughs> that David took. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Right, uh, that would be very good. I don't think this book will go there, but no. it would be good. 
yeah, he definitely, I mean, he needs a family to stay with. Him and Tobias can't just like, oh, maybe well, they can. I don't know how old sh- they are. Tobias's mom is going to show back up eventually. Well, you know? is she? So I'm kind of, that yeah. was going to be my series theories is like, where is she though? She's running out of books to show up and save the day. I know we have the Elmas Chronicles coming up in the next batch of books we're reading, but like, I'm, I'm running out of, I'm running out of faith here. I believe in bit. her. I believe in Lauren. I believe in Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> new merch i believe in lauren we don't have any merch <laughs> if we did that that would be new merch <laughs> oh boy <sighs> well we're getting closer eight more books so close so close Almost to there. the end well no more than eight books because i guess we have the elements so nine books yeah something like that is there know. another one i don't know how math works no it's just the um Dialamus Chronicles is the only non-main series one that's left, I believe. Unless, unless we go back to do Alternomorphs. Nope. That's all right. <laughs> I'll be done. I'll be done with Animorphs after we've read every single main Animorphs <laughs> book. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, speaking of being done with Animorphs and books in general, we're done with this book. Let's move on to all what right. we're Okay, so next week we are going to be wrapping up our, well, sort of wrapping up. This is a special unit that is tied into another unit that we recently wrapped up. So it's going to be a, sort of wrapping up our unit on prehistoric novels with uh, Raptor Red by Robert T. Backer, Baker. Yeah, I don't know. B-A-K-K-E-R. Baker. And then the week after that, we will be back with another Morph Monday with Animorphs number 47, The Resistance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's a Tobias POV. Is that right? I think it's a Jake one. Oh, ew, boo. Yeah. Well, all right. If we must. If we must. (laughs) Uh, In the meantime, if you have your own Animorph series theories that you would like to tell us about, or if you have a a book that you want us to read on the podcast, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. We're getting to the end of the Animorphs, and I know you want to be with us every step of the way. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like. In the words of K.A. Applegate, Marco, I have not always trusted you. But you have always proved me wrong. You have always acted for the good of the mission. Really? 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 Are you sure? <laughs> Question really? marks. Question mark? <laughs> <laughs>